Welcome to the Nicholas Natale Show. Today on the podcast, guest Emma J. She's a singer and actress. She just released two hit singles, Overtime and Dumb. She's acted in the movies Spring Breakers, Barely Lethal, and The Reckoning. Head on over to nicholasnatale.com forward slash shop. Get yourself some sweatshirts, polos, brand new tank tops, whatever you want, some stickers. Use the code the NN Show 20 for 20% off. If you like the podcast, leave a five-star review. Just do it. If you like it, leave the review, and you can be featured on the next episode. As always, this episode is sponsored by Little Webby LLC at littlewebby.com. They create the best darn custom software, websites, and mobile applications. DM them on Instagram at LLC. Say we sent you for a free 30-minute consultation. As always, I'm the intern, you're the listener, and this is Nick. Hello and welcome. This is the Nicholas Natale Show. I am your host, Nicholas Natale. Today we have a very special guest, Emma J, actress, singer, lover of people and animals, all wonderful things. Emma, season's greetings. Season's greetings, Craig. How are you today? You, man, just gonna hit me with that. I spilled the beans that I had an incredibly embarrassing email address right before this. <laughs> I'm suddenly being blackmailed on my own show. <laughs> okay, Craig, no one needs to know. <laughs> Nobody except the whole world. Except the whole world. <laughs> All right, are you ready? You ready to get into some some I'm ready. Dank my business? Ready. I'm my body is ready. Yes. <laughs> you got extra mind there though <laughs> all right all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. so you know on this podcast this is a very this is a research intensive podcast i don't know if you're aware of this but we dive deep around here we do we do the digging we do the dirt deep and... diving. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so I like the sound effects in your phone. I don't have a soundboard, so actually keep them coming, you know. <laughs> P- pop them in, please. See, I'm, I'm giving you so many new ideas for this podcast. <laughs> Change my name to Craig. Get Forget the soundboard idea. Forget just hire board. a person. You just gotta, you gotta hire an intern just in the background, like, season greetings. <laughs> yeah, I love this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Oh, have you seen the show Dave? No, is it similar to the show Craig? Is that what you're telling me? I should also change the name of the show? Jeez. <laughs> okay, the show called Dave is incredible. It's it's on Hulu, and I like started watching it recently. And he's got like a hype man, and I'm I'm thinking you need like a hype man for oh, your, shoot. your podcast. Like a hype man in his crew that is constantly with him and just hyping him up. Exactly. Yeah, that's I'm feeling like that's that's what you should you should have. You know what I'm saying? Do you have any spare time in your week? Do you want to volunteer? I'm just giving the ideas. I'm not saying. Oh, uh, got it. Not saying you're going to fulfill them. Just an idea person. I just you. an idea. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Fallon has that comedian that is also always on the show that does sound effects. That is like a, that's legitimately his job, right? Yeah, I think so, honestly. So, so that's what you need. You need one of those. You know, I can't wait to write up a job description for that and throw that on freaking LinkedIn. I need somebody that can do sound effects 
That's perfect timing. <laughs> Hilarious. So funny. <laughs> it's kind of a dream job. All right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, yeah. All right, all right. So we're going to, I'm trying to, we're going to start this off by trying to get a feel for, for who you are. So we're going to talk about your fam first. We're going to talk okay. about the fam. Okay. And so as a kid, I know yeah. you love to perform, you know. Yeah. And I want to know how your grandmother, Jane, played a role in your development as a person and as a performer, as she <laughs> seems like she was knowledgeable and in the entertainment industry. Yeah, well, um, she she was kind of one of Andy Warhol's, Andy Warhol kind of did like screen tests and um, had kind of people like models kind of around him a lot of the time. And, and she was sort of in his crew sort of a thing. And um, I think she told me once that um, you like she, Andy didn't have a ton of money to pay her to model for this thing. So he was like, I can just like pay you in paintings basically. And she was like, Oh wow. Yeah. So it was just totally, she's got so many cool stories, but um, I definitely think it, it influenced um she had a lot of like Andy Warhol's art in our house and growing up, I, I lived with her for a few years and I think kind of just being around art like that and just that level of like expression and just seeing it all the time on your walls is like, it, I think it kind of definitely imprinted something in me that is kind of unique and cool. Yeah, constantly being surrounded by <laughs> creativity and inspiration. I'm sure molds yeah. you to be a more creative being. I it definitely it definitely I think left left some some sort of imprint. It, it definitely helped I think in that regard. Yeah. So I don't know who knows, but I, I was just it was nice to like have that around and have that art around. So inspiring. Yeah. yeah. I think I read something that she has maybe the most some some specific type of paintings in New York or something like that um she might i i don't know what type of what type of painting what was it i that that's news to me i have no idea <laughs> i should have i should have locked down the name of those paintings oh that's no it's all me. good that's <laughs> she's got she's got a lot of paintings that's kind of what she does so it's all good <laughs> love it sweet yeah. now we're we're skipping on over to your brother oh harry. Great. Oh, yeah harry yep as you know, who is your brother? Mm -hmm. um, I do know that guy, yeah. <laughs> he is, he also seems incredibly creative, as are you. And I'm curious if you two were constantly bouncing ideas off of each other or just like what it was like in the household, like growing up together. Oh, um, I mean, growing up together, we were like, best friends like we would come home every day after school and like watch an episode of like iCarly and get bowls of cereal and just watch them together but I think as I kind of knew I wanted to be a singer like when I was 10 it's sort of a long story but I knew I wanted to be a singer when I was like 10 years old and he um he kind of wanted to follow in my footsteps a lot of the time so and then I, I also really enjoyed acting singing was kind of the first thing but then I kind of pivoted into acting so he sort of pivoted into that as well um but yeah I mean he he's an actor as well so he would sometimes like ask me to do help him with self tapes and of course like I would mm -hmm. um 
and he's also been writing some really incredible stuff. Um, and so that's just another creative thing like, uh, that he does too, that, um, has been cool. And, uh, yeah, we both kind of have, but he's also like very smart and does like analytical stuff as well, which is cool. Like we both, we both kind of like are into other things like stocks and that sort of stuff too. So we help each other in that as well. That's awesome. Do you, you think very analytically as well? Um, well, I think I'm definitely more like I'm a singer and I'm very sensitive and which has been kind of a curse and a blessing, but it's great when it comes to like music and being able to write good music. It's like what I, it's what is why I can write good music, but it's also why like I cry a lot. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, so it's cool, but, um, yeah, well, wait, what was I talking about? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> How your your process things, you know, analytical yeah. versus feelings. Oh, yeah. So when I was like 13, my birthday present from my dad was an E-Trade account. So yeah. I, I <laughs> what, a, what a gift. <laughs> yeah, so it was like money in an E-Trade account. Um, when I was younger, too, I would always like ask him about stocks and like what trading and all this stuff and um so yeah naturally when i was 13 he gifted me with an e-trade account so i've been kind of buying and like selling and trading stocks since i was like 13 so i do that on the side that's amazing what oh. <laughs> what uh what's what's been your biggest uh investment thus far i guess i should say or what's been like your your favorite stock that you've invested in like you're stoked on it oh um well, I think one that kind of holds like a close place in my heart, which is kind of funny to say, is Wendy's. Cause that, oh, I mean, yes. That was one of the first uh, stocks that I remember buying quite a bit of when I was like 14 or 15 mm-hmm. after like doing the research on it and um, talking about it like with my dad and all this stuff. Um, and that one did really well. I think, yeah, it grew my portfolio like 300%. So it was cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, four for four, Wendy's. You would think exponential yeah. growth from there. You know, right? Exactly. Like it's it's Wendy's. So how could it go wrong? So yeah, that was a good one. But um, <laughs> your portfolio is just different fast food chains and restaurants. Yeah. That would be incredible. My portfolio is McDonald's, Wendy's, <laughs> Taco Bell. It's very diverse. Oh, Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Very diverse. But yeah. Dang. That's yeah. funny. That's. I, I like how you mentioned that you were, would read for Harry for self tapes, and I imagine he read for you as well. It's all, it's like it's how it. I envisioned um, like Pogasol and Marcusol, two NBA players that were brothers. I just imagine them battling in the front yard, like making sure each other's better at basketball. And you guys probably had like the same like desire for like pushing each other to be great, or just like enjoying being creative together. You know, like I, that seems so special yeah i um yeah i that is definitely something that i i want and that i love so that's definitely one what i like aspire to have with him and i hope to have yeah so love it we're hitting the last question of the family portion you're almost through the first portion of (laughs) which is very exciting I've seen that you have a huge heart for animals. You volunteer at oh, yeah. animal shelters. And yeah, I love animals. 
your mom trains horses is that right or she's in the equestrian industry yep she is a she she does both actually yeah so she she trains horses uh she trains people as well and she um like horses and people and she um she also competes so she does kind of all three were horses around though like i'm curious if that was like a major influence of Uh always being around horses is why your heart grew so big for them i was around horses a lot yeah um and i guess i was like riding horses before i was even born because I was like riding horses in my mom's stomach when she was pregnant with me she was still riding horses you're you're sitting up in her belly (laughs) I I definitely have like a and I've been doing it my entire life and like grew up on a lot of my parents had a bunch of stables so I would kind of spend a lot of time like with my with the horses and at horse summer camp and like training the kids and shoveling out manure and like all this stuff so um yeah I think just being around them definitely I just I I love animals so being around horses definitely just ignited that even more I think and um yeah they're they're awesome and especially when they're really nice and they can canter really fast like that's the best I recently got into polo and honestly like I'm not that great at polo I'm getting better but it's it's recently yeah um what how did you how do you recently take up something like that? That's awesome. Oh, thank you. I, but I've been, so it's, I should have prefaced this. Uh, I've been like riding horses basically my entire life. Um, like with, with my family. And, um, Mm -hmm. I was in like, I did the jumpers for a while, the hunters. Um, my mom would let me get on her dressage horses and it actually was a lot easier to PF on her dressage horses. Cause like you just, you like push the reins in and you take them a little bit on it yeah. from a certain place and they just do it. But um, yeah, I recently got into polo cause I was like, this seems really fun. And the, but the horses can go so fast, which is also one of the reasons why I really wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really hard to do polo. And I always get so scared that I'm going to swing the mallet and I'm going to hurt their neck or their face. So I get scared. Yeah. swinging it. But um, at the end of every lesson, um, I just tell my instructor, like, hey, is it cool? I'm just going to let go of the mallet. He's like, yeah, just go. So I let go of the mallet and I just like fly around the track with these horses and just go so fast. It's, I'm like Ricky Bobby. I just want to yeah. go fast. Okay. <laughs> That's just all I want to do. And these horses know how to go fast. And yeah. it's so fun. It feels like you're just flying on these horses. And I just, I trust like, I trust the horse and the horse trusts me. So there's just like a, it's a very good relationship. Like, so it's cool. That's yeah, that's incredible. One of my friends, mm-hmm. his wife trains horses and he goes and he takes care of the horses or whatever. And he talks about how like stubborn they can be or like, like how much <laughs> personality. Each horse has. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you have any horses in the, that you've worked with that are just yeah. like stubborn or like, Oh yeah. Just ridiculous. Some horses are not very nice. Some horses are the sweetest. Um, It really just, but you get to know the horse too. Like every horse has a personality. And once you kind of get to know the horse, you can communicate with them in a way. So it's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. Like my dad was a horseback rider as well. And he had a horse that whenever he was telling me he was doing the jumpers and um, when he was going around to see a really big jump, he would do this thing where he would like, 
with his mouth and the horse knew that that meant it was going to be a really big jump. So the horse knew to jump higher because my dad could like speak to. So once you know a horse long enough, like you can talk to them and they'll start to understand you, which is cool. That's wild. Yeah. (laughs) What's the horse's name that you ride most frequently? Um, well, I used to have a horse actually, but now that I've been like living in LA and singing more and stuff like that, horses are kind of my other, other life, something that I do on the side. Um, but yeah, I don't really, I used to ride ambiance a lot. That was like my last horse that I had in Bobo. Um, but that was younger. Yeah. (laughs) What a name. That was my first horse, actually a little white pony named Bobo. When you go back and you ride horses it is it like you're clearing your head in a sense since it's probably so drastically different than the the la scene yeah it's definitely um it it's it's so drastically different from la for sure i mean i love la but there's something really special just about going back to something that um it's just so like freeing Freeing. and Mm -hmm. like nothing else even don't have a care in the world but yeah that's something that's been that's something that's really nice and it feels like you're flying too so yeah i feel like if a horse is just going at full speed you have no choice but to be fully present in that moment you know what oh, i mean yeah exactly exactly that's why it's, it's sort of like uh moving meditation in a way um mm-hmm. but also kind of like flying at the same time so it's, it's awesome do you feel the same sense of in the moment when you're singing oh it's i mean it's a different kind of in the moment but definitely i'd say probably maybe even more so yeah wow yeah that so live performance are we talking in the moment are we talking anytime like by yourself recording when does that moment those moments of freedom most often oh most often come kind of just especially when I'm behind the mic, I just got a new mic, um, which has been really cool to record on. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, whenever I'm singing and I just kind of like ground myself and be present in the moment and connect to that, that's kind of how I sing. And so, yeah, kind of whenever I'm singing. (laughs) Do you feel like you're the most yourself in those moments probably then? Yeah, it's really nice for me to be able to do that and just kind of tap into like the creative side of me and not have to worry about anything else and just kind of be present and just sing because it's really all I know how to do. So <laughs> it's nice to be able to do that. <laughs> I mean, that's other- you know how to ride a horse. Come on. That's a, that's a skill. Yeah, it's not like what I was singing is like, the, I can't really do it that well, but I can, I can kind of do it. But singing is like the thing that I was like put here to do and is the thing that I like actually really know how to like masterfully do but the other stuff is just kind of like for funsies yeah 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 when did you know you said around 10 years old you kind of felt that like singing Mm -hmm. is for me did you Mm -hmm. would you know like because that's such a unique what how do i word this that's such a unique experience to have of this is what I know that I'm born here to do. You know, like I would say not many people have such a strong feeling of like, this is it. This is it for me. And like, believe it and be passionate about it, which is amazing. But did you have a moment or did you, what was it? 
Yeah, I, well, that's a really great question. I had like a, there was definitely a moment when I like knew, knew, but it took, it took a while. It took a minute to get there. Like there was a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, exactly. Like when I was 10 and my heart just naturally like gravitated, like singing was the first thing that I asked for lessons for, for my parents. I'll never forget it. Like first song that I bought on iTunes was Seasons of Love by Rent. And I've sang it so many freaking times because it was like the song that I had and I was so excited. Um, But yeah, it, so it took, it took a while. Like it was actually a year, a year and a half ago or something. And I had like a, like kind of a psychic moment where I just kind of knew like that I like was my destiny and what I was put here to do. And so, and it kind of, and then everything else from the past, it kind of like made sense. Like, do you ever have one of those aha moments where like later on down in life, you, you think like, Oh wait, that makes sense. That's why X, Y, and Z happened like before all this stuff. And then it kind of like puts it all together and you're like, Oh, now I get it. It was kind of one of those like, Oh, now I get why all this other stuff happened. Um, but yeah, it was really magical and beautiful, but that's kind of when it happened. And it was like a psychic moment. Yeah. Do you remember where you're at or who you were with? I do. I was, um, I was in Joshua tree. Actually, I was in wow. Palm Springs mm-hmm. and uh, I was in the desert and I was with some friends and that's when it happened. Yeah. And it's happened like a few times since, but that was like the first big time. <laughs> yeah. And that's definitely super reassuring. Yeah. When you are writing a song, mm-hmm. ooh, yeah. yeah when you're writing a song or you're singing is there any piece of you that like connects with that 10 year old self like that 10 year old you that wanted to be a singer so badly um what sorry can you re- i don't really get that <laughs> <laughs> like, like for example um mm-hmm. like a like a childlike joy, I guess I would oh, say, or like, yeah. or like those like moments of child often... comes out kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. I absolutely feel that way. Like it's, it, it, it allows me to kind of tap into my heart and like what I was, what I was putting to do. And the thing that has always been just like brought me so much joy. And I think that that's really important. Like follow your heart, follow, follow the joy. And it's just always been the thing that brought me the most happiness. Like all my birthday parties were karaoke parties. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. You know what I mean? Like it's just all kind of, it all kind of, all the dots kind of connected later on in life. But like at that point I didn't really understand it because it was a lot bigger than me. It took time, but, um, but yeah, so, <laughs> but definitely, it, it definitely comes out. Um, and it's cool. Cause now I'm, I'm like, I'm a woman. So it's kind of like there's a little girl and a woman and it's kind of like they're able to to work together in a way yeah absolutely I, man hopefully i can have a full thought on this but in my acting class a lot of times oh that's awesome you're in an acting class yeah <laughs> nice that's awesome. the the coach will the coach will say something along the lines of like um you you were really acting like your childhood self there and other times he's like you're really acting like your adult self there and it's it's 
fascinating to me because I know he, it's true. Like I know there's still parts of me that is reflecting like a childlike innocence toward certain things. And on one hand, it's beautiful. And on the other hand, it's like you got to know when to use something like that. So I think when you're writing songs, mm-hmm. like, it's the perfect time, you know, because totally. yeah. that is that inner dialogue in a sense. Yeah. When you are writing a song, do you know it's a slapper after you write it or no? Do I know it's a slapper after I write it? Um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, like I'm working, <laughs> I'm working on, I'm working on one right now, actually. I'm, I'm putting out a song in like uh, two days called Overtime. That's right. I'm super stoked about, I'm so excited. Oh my God, I'm so yeah. excited. Um, so yeah, don't want to yeah. So don't want to divert attention from that. But I also uh, celebrated last night with some wine because I finished writing a new song as well. Um, oh, pumping them out. And uh, <laughs> and but I'm so stoked for this new one too. And I I kind of finished writing it, so sang it over with the with the beat, and it sounds. I it was it's a slapper. I was like, okay, <laughs> this, is it. this is great. <laughs> all my tests (laughs) and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty particular when it comes to music so when I'm when I'm like this is good this I'm like this is good yeah yeah. are you allowed to talk about overtime since it's coming out two days for sure I can talk about it I'm so excited about it hit me what's oh yeah it's fine (laughs) hit me with the uh because I will okay, so you had dumb earlier this year, you know. Yeah, I did. and that had a really strong meaning behind it. Like, yeah. um, I, you would probably describe it better than me. So, please oh, let yeah. me in on the meaning of oh, dumb, for sure, and then we we'll sure. go over time. Um, so, dumb was sort of in the the how do I phrase this? Dumb is sort of like our our culture in a way of that kind of what I'm saying in the song, like when they looking at me, they go dumb, dumb, dumb. Like that whole thing, it's very much our culture. And like, if you just take a look at, you know, Instagram or when you go out to clubs, like that's kind of the, the vibe. And so I was sort of capturing our culture with the song, but I also wanted to kind of install in it like a message of empowerment because, um, in shining a light on our, our culture, I thought it was also important to sort of show people, especially women, that like it's okay to feel confident in your own skin, and like it's actually really important. And um, and I kind of wanted women to hear this song and feel like confident and powerful and sexy and um, kind of on top of the world. So that's yeah. how the message behind it. Yeah, and that definitely rings through it when you listen to it. Which, oh, which yeah. I uh, can appreciate, and I can definitely appreciate the sentiment too of, like, people should feel unapo- unapologetically themselves and confident. So, Absolutely. fantastic. <laughs> and yeah. Two days, two days overtime hit me because I, oh, I, yeah. I don't know anything about overtime. I'm super curious. I want to know. Oh. Okay, okay. So yeah, so in about two days are fr- on Friday, three days, 
Overtime is dropping, and I'm so excited for this song to drop. It's, it's, oh my gosh. I've been jamming this song for so long, and I get, I get sick of songs after, like, I get pretty sick of songs after, like, a, a few, like, at least maybe. After a few listens. After two months, or like a month, I can, I can start to get kind of sick of a song. Yeah. I haven't gotten sick of this song yet. And I was like, how am I not sick of this song? Like, this doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, and I even asked my friends, I was like, are you sick of this song yet? Because <laughs> I want to know if I'm like going, going a little crazy or something. Yeah. Like, and, um, and my friends were like, no, Emma, like, I'm not sick of this song either. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, good. like I'm, I'm not going insane, but, um, yeah, I'm super stoked on it. It's, it's really cool. It, kind of is like it's different but it's it's pop but it's got something that's new and kind of edgy and um haunting almost uh so it's a it's a really cool one it's a really cool one yeah love it i'll be sure i this episode will come out next week so i will put overtime in the show notes for sure so everybody listening can check it out awesome fuck yeah All right, switching gears here. We're gonna move. We're gonna move on to acting, which you have had some incredible opportunities for sure. Um, the first one I want to chat about is the reckoning, because you were oh. in Budapest, yes. and I want to know: is traveling for a movie as glamorous as it sounds? <laughs> um. Well. <laughs> it was a uh, eleven-hour <laughs> flight, uh-huh. and um, I flew. I want to say it was like free premium economy. It was like business class. I think I flew business oh, class shoot. both ways, so it wasn't too. That part was not good. bad. At least on like the longer flights, they had me in like the because. 10 hours on a plane is just like it's a, it's a long time um it, it actually might have been more than that now that i think about it it might have been like 14 in total might have been just been like it was like i think it was like 11 to poland and then another three to budapest or something but um yeah i mean it was it was it was it was pretty chill it was just really long um really long flight but i i enjoyed it it was it was it was fine budapest was beautiful yes I I really like Budapest quite a bit. It's yeah, and it's, it's so cheap. Pretty, Everything yeah. was. I could get like, I could get at my restaurant. There was at, at my restaurant at my hotel. There was a really 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 nice restaurant. You good? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Made this amazing restaurant, and I literally got like all this really great stuff for like sixteen bucks, like champagne and full course meal. <laughs> oh shoot, the works. Yeah, all the works. Oh, wait, maybe I'm getting it confused with. Oh, yeah, I'm getting this confused with. I. So I did a movie called The Cleansing Hour the year before The Reckoning. Right, horror. Yeah, horror, lots of horror. And The Cleansing Hour, not to be confused with horror, which is what some people think when I'm saying horror, not, not <laughs> horror. H-O-R-R-O-R. Different types of films. There's different types of films. This is a horror film. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I did the cleansing hour, and that was in um, Bucharest. Where and the then heck did, is that? 
That's a wonderful question. It's it's in Ro- it's like Romania area. Okay. Uh... Okay. And um and then Budapest is uh obviously Budapest. Yeah. And I would always get the two confused because there's Bucharest and Budapest, and I, I would yeah. So anyway, they Bucharest, sound pretty similar. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Budapest was also rather cheap, but Bucharest had the sixteen dollar entree side and glass of champagne for sixteen dollars at the hotel. Dang. That was pretty legendary. Yeah, that was pretty. That kind of shows up Wendy's four for four a little bit. You might have to sort of know, switch right? it up your portfolio. I mean, here. Pull the Wendy's stock now. <laughs> yeah, pull it out. <laughs> With these four star restaurants and that, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, speaking of horror, horror films. Yeah, great, great, great pronunciation there. Thank you. You aren't a huge fan of watching horror films but you've been in horror films and i've always thought of that the same thing like what it would be like to be in one because i don't even like them like what is it like being in one and you don't even like the genre i mean i do i do like the genre are you saying that i just don't like when it comes to when i come home at night i don't really I get really scared easily. And if I'm by myself, like I'm probably not going to want to watch a scary movie because then I'm just going to freak myself out and I'm already right. really sensitive. And I just like, I'm not going to do well with that, you know? So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I've got to go the comedy route or like the suspense thriller, like Outer Banks recently I watched. Have you seen Outer Banks? on? on no, Netflix? I've heard a lot about it though. I've oh, heard it's, it's great. It's so good. I, I started catching myself using like surf terms. Are you in, a big surfer? Yeah. No, but they are <laughs> on the show, and they're be like Pogue Life, yo. And so now, now I, I'm catching myself being like, yo, it's Pogue Life, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sad, like. Um, but yeah, that show was incredible. Um. <laughs> yep. Oh man, I might have to start throwing yo's everywhere. I think that I might just take on the language, yeah. I think I should, yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Just go Do you on. have any accents? Do I have any what friends? Do you have any accents? <laughs> do you have any accents? Like, do you do any accents? Um, I could do British sometimes. Oh, I'll let's say, hear it. Let's hear a British accent. Come on. I'll say two words. Absolute yeah. shambles. That's my favorite thing to say. <laughs> it's the only thing I really like saying. Do you? You got something in your bag? <laughs> um, I, I learned how to do a British accent from harry potter oh wow yeah uh-huh hermione hermione right where, where i learned hermione oh my girl um <laughs> yeah i learned i learned from harry potter and um and when i was 10 years old i went to a sleepaway camp in canada for a week and i thought it'd be really cool practice to like test out my british accent on all these people that i didn't know for a week and see if anyone would get oh my gosh <laughs> i've had the same experience what happened to no you way. yes no um i was like i was like 11 or 10 years old and i went to this camp for a week and at the time, I didn't know. Okay, I gotta get into my British accent to make yeah, this please. understandable. Get in character here. Come on, come on. I gotta, get, I gotta get into. And this is, by the way, my best friend Win Gruber. Um, he he's like Emma, your alter ego. The British accent is Emma Jane. So oh. now, oh, now the British. It's like it's all come together. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so Emma Jane is okay. 
literature, literature, literature. All right, I'm ready for the conversation now. All right. So when I was like 10 years old, I went to camp in Canada and I pretended to have a British accent the entire time. But being 10 years old, I really had like literally no idea where the United Kingdom was. So when people would ask me like, where are you from? I had family from Edinburgh, Scotland. So I'd tell them I was from Edinburgh, Scotland, but literally this accent's like the not Edinburgh, Scotland whatsoever, but because we were 10, everybody believed it. So for, for like a week, I'd break sometimes. I'd be like, what would you like for lunch? I'd be like, I'd like a peanut butter and jelly. And they'd be like, Ooh. are you actually from, are you actually from <laughs> Scotland? I'd be like, oh, no, I'm really sorry. Like being around Americans, it's just making me break, break my accent. <laughs> I'm like losing my accent. It's really hard. And then one day, finally, after like, five, I think five or five days of this, um, one person came up to me and was like, are you actually from Scotland? And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm from New York. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not at all. No, I'm not. I'm actually from New York. <laughs> you got me. Um, yeah, that's so funny. What's your story? Mine's incredibly similar. It's uh... No, I want to know went to camp same thing went for the old english accent same to you no idea about geography i asked my friend what city i should choose and he said there's a soccer team in manchester and i said (laughs) done that's the city Um, and there were camp counselors there and so once they found out that somebody from london was there you know it caught some attention and i started from day one um and camp counselors were coming up and talking to me like oh say are you gonna do this in your british accent i did my my Yeah, but your British accent is so much better than mine. I'm so rusty. Oh, come on. Let's hear it. <laughs> they would ask me, like, uh, they'd ask me such weird questions, like, do you have do you have coffee in London? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I have coffee, you know, like, whatever. Um, yeah. And then they'd ask me to do American accents, and I'd lay it on them. But one thing that happened was one counselor really started to go to bat for me, right? Like, he would defend me to the others when they were like, this kid's not really from London, you know, like, you're getting fooled. And he'd be like, no, guys, he is. I've talked to him. I tr- like, I trust him. Oh. And then they, I know. So this is building stakes for me because now I'm about to break this guy's heart. And so they had a talent show, right? The yeah. The second to last day. I went up there and said, uh, my talent really is that I'm American. And like <laughs> gasps among the crowd. No. And the, the counselor that had defended me stood up, walked out. And I was like, hey, man, like, I'm sorry. I didn't oh, mean to do it. He said, God. don't talk to me. Please get away from me. I was like 16 and he was like 22. And I was like, ah, man, I ruined this guy's life. Didn't talk to <laughs> me after that ever again. What? Unsure if he forgave me. And uh, I oh, felt man. like I destroyed trust with everybody, which <laughs> is a dangerous game to play when you start whipping out accents, you know? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> what camp was it? Was it like a, was it a sleepaway thing? Yeah. It's like, um, are you familiar with Hume Lake or Wildwood? It's like a Christian yeah. camp. It's oh, up okay. in Hume Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lake, Where they okay. send you away. Very nice. Yeah, I uh, my camp was in Muskoka Woods in Canada. I haven't been there in a minute, but that camp was so much fun. I remember camp. they, uh, camp was just great, yeah. What did they do? Tell me. 
they well we had like money on our cards and they had this awesome candy store and i would oh, shoot. go and i could get like ice i could basically like use my money card and get a mcflurry like every day if i wanted one which was right. really cool i didn't do it every day because i didn't want one every day but i could get it whenever i wanted which was fucking sick so <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> look at us now i feel like we have cards that can do that now but it's a little it's not yeah. as uh rewarding as it used to be yeah it's <laughs> exactly it's not it's just not the same but it's still it's still pretty awesome i'm not did your camp have like uh, the blob or zip lines or stuff like that? Like outdoorsy? Yes! yes, it had all that stuff. It had the blob, the zip line. That was so much fun. The the water activity games. You can't beat it. Stuff. You can't beat it. I wish they had an adult camp. How fun yeah. would that be? That'd be great. Wouldn't I would that love be that. Great? I would yeah. love that. Why doesn't somebody invent that? Like an adult camp where adults can go and do mm-hmm. all the sh- stuff that, you know, like play, like tag, what, what was that? Like hide, hi, when you hide the, hide, the, hide the flag, capture the flag, capture, capture the flag. flag. <laughs> we don't capture the flag. We could play yeah. trampol- being on the trampolines and stuff like that. That'd be so much fun. I would love that. Oh man. I feel like we're coming up with something truly special here. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I've been, yeah, this is, this is like what I'm, what I ponder. I'm like, where is the adult camps? <laughs> Don't get it stop. It doesn't make sense that it just stops when we hit like 16. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like, I'm what, trying to think. stop wanting to have fun? I don't, uh, does that go away? I'm pretty sure it doesn't. So mm-hmm. where did the camps go away? Doesn't make any sense. I think they started, as soon as you hit adulthood, <laughs> they started calling them retreats, you know? And oh. now... You have to have like a reason to go, you know, like you're unstable emotionally or you got to work on something while you're there. It's not just for fun anymore. It's the the biggest scam. Oh, perfect. Well, unstable emotionally. Sign me up and then I'll go to camp. That's all I got to say. Let me know. (laughs) You can be forced to do a four hour meditation session every morning. There's a zip line. Count me in. <laughs> as long as the slip and slide's still as open, as I'm game for it. The slide's open afterwards. <laughs> oh, and the s'mores? Are you kidding oh, me? S'mores. You kidding me? Oh. <laughs> so great. So great. Around the around the campfire? Come on now. Come on now. Give the people what they want. Exactly. What are you waiting for? Nothing. Also, know, during all this quarantine, it's maybe. Oh, what were you gonna say? No, no, no. I was saying nothing. Oh. I was, saying, Let's turn it up. <laughs> I was thinking me. this quarantine has made me want to like invite everyone to Target and have like a Nerf gun fight, kind of oh, like paintball, but with yeah. Nerf guns and, and do a like target. a target situation in a Target. That way, you could like hide, and it would be like red versus blue, and you. <laughs> Because think about it, it's the only place that's going to be big enough to host like a lot of people that you want to have, you know? And then whoever's team like had the last person standing won. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But if you got hit by a Nerf gun like thing, then you're out. Yeah. Right. That would be so fun. I like the darts that stick to people's clothes when you shoot them. Have you seen those? Those, those are dope. I have seen those. Yeah. I think Nerf made some of those actually. <laughs> you're telling me is target gonna know this is happening or not is this just gonna be a like a details a... details nicholas details. was it like a flash mob kind of nerf fight or is it like a pre you I'm know thinking, i mean in my dream world we're like renting down the target 
the target's oh, like whoa. the target's like after hours like it's shut down like we get in somehow because we have a key or you know oh, this is a heist you're turning <laughs> this into a heist i just i just think in terms of movie scripts you know <laughs> um but suspense yeah, thriller <laughs> suspense thriller. i'm so in for that That'd it's so not fun. yeah that's not a bad idea i actually yeah. i think i think we could go places with that honestly because there's highly motivated people that are probably down to get their nerf on. I mean, right? It's It only seems right that the people want to have fun. So we should just give them the fun that they want. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. You have to have that inner kid in you to, like, continue throughout this life, you know? At some yeah. point, like you're saying, the camps stop and people's fun and childlike mindsets have died. But now, you know? It doesn't have to. That's so, that's so, that's beautiful. And that's so true. And that's so profound. And I think that that's, that's, that's so important. You know, that's life is like kind of finding your way. I think, you know, as a kid, and that's kind of like why all the stuff as I got older, all that stuff as a kid of me, like, I didn't understand why when I was watching the Lizzie McGuire movie in like second grade, why when I saw her go on stage and start singing something in me like clicked that it was like that's what I want to do like there's something in me that it was so much bigger than me before I even knew anything it was just like that's what I wanted and I didn't know back then why I started crying in the movie theater when I saw that like I right. literally started crying my friends were like why are you crying <laughs> this is really yeah. great I'm like it's I don't know um <laughs> it's but it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> I um, and then but as I got older I was like oh wow I, now I do know and kind of came full circle but like you know as a kid we kind of we we have this like inner child and we're always like having fun and playing and then as we get older and we kind of start to feel the conditionings of our society and of our parents and expectations and all this stuff and like I think it's part of and really life I think to me is one of the most important journey the most important journey is like the journey of the self and figuring out who I am and figuring out like what I what I want and what I was put here to do and like that's I feel like that's everybody's most, most important journey is that journey and um kind of that journey back to like connecting with my inner child and who I really am as a person kind of getting away from all of like society's expectations and my parents expectations and anything else and just reconnecting with that little girl that didn't care and that was just like herself unapologetically yeah and kind of when I was like okay this is this is the singing this is the thing so yeah that's really awesome that you said that do you battle with the outward <clears throat> expectations on you because I mean I think we all do we all have certain pressures that yeah absolutely. expectations well, on us yeah I mean human you know um but absolutely I mean um I think as I've gotten older it's just gotten easier it's it's become less of a battle and just kind of been like a thing where i'm like okay yeah this is what people but like whatever you know yeah. um and sort of being my own person people love to like put labels on things and you know do this and that and put people in boxes but i think it's just if you, as long as you know who you are and you're doing what makes you happy like that's really all that all that matters you know yeah as you continue to grow, have you seen yourself 
change in a positive light i'm talking about like in regards to like your music becoming bigger or like the art that you put out people are enjoying more and having more people attracted to it have you seen yourself like have to recenter or it's steady growth yeah. um so basically like as as more more people have like heard the music and like it's kind of grown have i felt like i've i've had to like recenter myself or have i is that what you're asking kenny yeah like has as more people listen to your music have you found the either the more feedback you get or like the more pressure you put on yourself or whatever it may be like how have you seen yourself grow as your career has continued to grow oh for sure for sure um definitely i've definitely seen a lot of growth like in the beginning when i was first making music i i i didn't really know myself as an artist and my sound and i was still learning it and i had to kind of make a lot of songs and to look back on it and be like, wow, that was, I mean, it's necessary practice, but like it was, it was definitely like a progressive curve yeah, of yeah. learning, you know, and now finally it's like, I figured out, you know, who I am as an artist. And like, I've kind of started to figure out who, like who I am as an artist. And I kind of, you know, started to figure out my sound and that's such a good feeling to be able to like now put out music. That's like, okay, yeah, now this is, this is me. Like, this is it. Um, that just took time and it took practice and it took you know meditation and growth it's not just like the stuff that there's so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes not just like the music that's coming out but like the the inner growth and the spiritual growth and the writing and the work and the editing and there's so much that like that goes behind it too so yeah and I feel like especially with music that's something so based on like what you're saying emotion and like being truthful there has to be that personal growth alongside the musical growth they're hand in hand yeah absolutely and that's that's kind of what brought me to the place to be able to know like it's really cool to be able to watch like my growth as a person because it's really reflected I feel like a lot in my art too because it's like oh wow like this song I didn't really know but now as I've like grown into who I am as an artist and my sound it's like okay wow like look at I can like track it like a song is almost kind of like a postcard from this this point in my life um yeah so beautiful that I can kind of go back to that and be like oh wow that's when that was that part of my life like that's awesome um so yeah it's really it's really beautiful it's really nice I agree and the things that I have made in my time uh, I agree. It totally is like a snapshot of who you were in that moment. And yeah. there's like, it's half and half of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's like this thing I thought was so good then. Like, if only I knew I was going to create something better. But like, there's still that reflective of like, man. Like, I needed that. I needed yeah. to go through that to get to where I am now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's all, it's so, it's all so important. It's all necessary because like, it's not really it's just growth like it's just growth and that's just life so yeah definitely. <clears throat> emma i'm gonna hit you with the final question of the podcast are you ready for it okay i'm ready for it the final question is what would you say to someone that has the voice of an angel but is scared to sing in front of people mm. i feel your pain 
basically um let me rephrase scared to sing in front of people because i'm that's part of why i do this is like i'm it's in my nature to like singing and putting myself out there and like being vulnerable is against everything that i want to do like it scares it out of me and um it's in my nature to like want to hide actually and like not be seen and that's why like doing this has been a really profound experience for me to just kind of go against my programming of who I that I was just supposed to be like this small and invisible girl it's like it's it, it goes against everything that I was told and told I was supposed and like told to be basically which is which has been hard and uncomfortable but um <clears throat> but at the end of the day it's you can't kind of change if you're in situations where you're comfortable and um and it's important to to grow and to evolve so i'd say to that person um that everything's gonna be okay and that um the world isn't so scary and that we need more people like you to be speaking up and i'm glad that you exist Love it. I think that's perfect. Emma, it has been fantastic having you on the show. I very much so enjoyed chatting with you. It was great. I wish we could chat for hours. I know. This was really fun. (laughs) Where can we find you on the internet? How could we support you? Um, Oh, thank you. Um, You can find me on Instagram. I am (laughs) it's at at, I am sorry at I am Emma J. Um, and on, uh, Facebook is Emma J also, um, and Spotify, Emma J, J A Y E, kind of like a J bird, like a mm-hmm. songbird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I recently put those dots together. I was like, wow, that's really perfect. Even though <laughs> I didn't perfect. plan it, I'm like, didn't plan that, but it's freaking great. J bird is like a songbird and Emma J songbird. It's like perfect. It's meant to be meant to be i didn't even plan it but i was like good job emma 2018 great job really proud of you killing it yes (laughs) definitely definitely listen to the tunes um everything will be in the show notes check them out emma thanks so much and thank you absolutely okay okay bye okay bye 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 Oh, man. All right, folks. That was the podcast. You just listened to it. If you're still listening now, next week, Friday, 6 a.m., you know the deal. Just wake up and listen to it. Vegan Danielle. She is the guest. She's a podcast host, vegan enthusiast. She literally changed her name to Vegan Danielle, which means she is very passionate. Just take a listen, please, and leave a five-star review. We love you, we appreciate you, and we hope you have a great night. See you next week.